away. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Mike McEwen, Manitoba skip on the uncertainty of the curling season and the potential to be playing at the Briar in the bubble in Calgary. We'll get his thoughts on all that. Plus, Cole Perfetti is locked in a hotel room in Red Deer. The Jets prospect is so close to getting through their 14-day quarantine and getting back on the ice. How he's spending his time and is he getting cabbage fever? Find out on the podcast. Let's start with our first guest. We've been talking a lot of curling this week. The curling bubble proposed in Calgary next year. And joining us on the line is Mike McEwen. Mike, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, when you heard the news of the curling bubble this week, is this something that had been kind of bandied about, talked about in the curling community for a little while here as a possibility? Yeah, um, it, it, it was something that, uh, you know, we were aware aware of that, that was being worked on for, um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure the timelines, but, but uh, uh, a substantial amount of time, many, many months. And uh, um, yeah, it's a, it was very exciting to hear that announcement. Um, you know, as the days ticked on into the winter, uh, you're just wondering, you know, what was it was it coming or not? Well, it was, what, three, four weeks ago that you guys went out west and won a bond spiel, and then that was kind of it, right? Yeah, uh, we we had one event this uh, this fall, and um, uh, at the time, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, we weren't sure that we were uh, going to be able to uh, safely play at, at all this fall, and yeah, so we had... <laughs> Uh, a really good start and end uh, to the cash season, uh, winning uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, as far as this fall is considered the the most difficult event there was. So um, it's just, uh, it was very sobering, uh, you know, after the fact. Uh, you know, I haven't been able to throw rocks since. So, um, yeah, felt really good, but, you know, back to, back to reality. So... How much rock throwing have you been able to do since March? Uh, just a couple of weeks, getting ready for that event, and then that's basically it. Pretty much, um, it's uh, yeah. And uh, other than that, uh, I don't. You know, it, it's really unknown going forward, and what uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what kind of expectations to have. Uh, you know, leading up to Curling Canada's uh, hub hub city uh, events, uh, you know, what kind of access to ice we we would have in in the new year? Um, yeah, a lot of unknowns. Right, and it's province by province. It obviously differs, but I think in most provinces right now the numbers aren't good, and a lot of people aren't allowed to go to recreational facilities here in Manitoba. January looks like the earliest that we'll probably be able to do that again. But what are you able to do now to stay, I guess you just work out at home to stay in shape? Yeah, we've, uh, the, the wife and I have been, been fortunate to, to clear a really good space in our basement and accumulated uh, some fitness equipment. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's going to be well used this winter and, um, 
we'll try try our best to maintain sanity. So one of you works out while the other looks after the kids. Is that how that goes? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have a little one. Um, yeah, we're we're managing. Uh, you know, it's uh, anything anything with married life. Uh, sometimes it it can be interesting finding your own space. But <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, she's really good at motivating me. So it's it's uh, you know working out together isn't isn't a bad thing. So. Living with a, another high-end curler, do you talk a lot about curling, or is that something that you don't talk as much about with all the uncertainty right now? Uh, definitely not as much. Um, for the last, you know, number of weeks and uh, and and going back even to the start of the season, um, yeah, there just wasn't as much going on for us. So uh, this has been a kind of a nice little. Uh, moment I think uh, for us to kind of focus on what what might happen in our sport um, you know we, we we understand and you know everybody everybody is hurting in some way here and um, anything that we partake in we just want to make sure it's done as safely as possible and uh, I, I really trust uh, what they're trying to build uh, and, and the work that Curling Canada and its partners and sponsors are doing. And um, so we're, we're hopeful that, uh, that this can be done and, and uh, you know, done the right way and everybody's safe. And, and um, you know, hopefully it ends up being a really good positive for our sport uh, long term. Uh, there's, there's just uh, curling, uh, you know, I think is pretty important um, uh, to to this country, uh, along with uh, you know hockey and some other marquee uh, marquee sports that everybody follows. Now, beyond the Briar and the Scotties, the national championships that'll still have to well, they want to have playdowns for, and obviously that's kind of subject to to the state of the virus in a couple months. You know, Curl Manitoba wants to have their playdowns February second in Selkirk through the seventh. Uh, if not, then the defending champs go through, but. Uh, just in case you know they're they're not able to have the playdowns, that would mean you're on the outside looking in. Uh, we don't know what the wildcard situation is, but we do know that the Grand Slam of curling wants to have a couple events in there. Is that a nice consolation, knowing that if you don't end up in the Briar Scotty, there's still other marquee events that could be on the table for you? Yeah, I, I, the the Sportsnet Grand Slam series is is so important to our to our sport and. And uh, um, there, there's there's financial rewards there. There's the ability to showcase our sponsors. Uh, there's the potential of you know where we were in the thick of things for uh, you know trying to qualify directly into our Olympic trials. And uh, you know as far as the Briar and Scotties, there's still a lot of unknowns, and and they've made mention to this in the media that they are not. Uh, they're not declaring a, a format uh, for either event at this time, uh, and I think that's that's because of so many of the unknowns uh, with the member associations. Whether a they're going to run a provincial or b um, if they actually do that, uh, you know, and pull that off, or, or b whether you know they're full cancelled and and c whether you know there are some territories and provinces where teams you know coming home might be subjected to kind of a quarantine period. So 
that uh, that can weigh heavily on on a team's decision to to go into a bubble uh, type environment in, in another province. So there's just so many unknowns that um, I I think there's a, a reasonable chance that um, we could still end up with an invite, and and we we would not hesitate to be there uh, should should we be afforded that opportunity. Now, whenever the stories come around about uh, sports being played in bubbles, the question comes up about not playing in front of fans, and we all know the cowbells and the moose calls that we hear at the Briar and the Scotties. But for curling, uh, curling in front of no fans would just feel like you're curling at a club, right? Yeah, I'm, I've, I've given it a little bit of a, a little bit of thought, and um, yeah, playing in an empty arena. Uh, that's, that's, that's definitely going to feel different. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you talk to most curlers and, and we, uh, you know, in a big moment, a big shot and, and the reaction from the fans, um, that, that adrenaline rush is, is something else. Um, and, and that's what, uh, you know, every athlete, uh, you know, feels in, in a big moment across all sports, uh, that fan interaction is, is amazing. So. That that will be uh, an interesting adjustment for everyone. Did you in the Bonspiel you played in out west? Did you have to do any kind of uh, adjustments to the play? Were there any special protocols because of COVID, like one sweeper or separating on the ice? Was that in play when you were there? Uh, yes, there there was definitely uh, you know and it was in Penticton and the uh, Penticton BC and the event went just you know I. I I and others felt they they did a tremendous job with with what they put together and and the safety and just the cleaning and we all wore masks. There was you know only one sweeper at a time, um, you know, distancing measures in place. Uh, so, will we see that at a national bubble level or or, or even at a, a provincial championship level? Should should we be able to be fortunate to to still have that opportunity to play in a provincial, um, that'll be interesting to see if if the actual on ice product uh, looks a little different. Uh, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> I, I'm unsure whether uh, you know it'll be back to regular or there'll be some of those measures in place. Before I let you go, how would it change if you're only allowed one sweeper on the ice? How would that affect the game? You think? Well, it's, it's an interesting adjustment. Um, you know everything that the top teams do is it, it's uh, you know there's so much communication and evaluation of how to manage the stone down the ice and and so that is uh, it's it's a it's a massive part of the game and and what makes some of the best teams in the world you know as good as they are at placing stones you know with within mere mere inches of of the desired outcome and. Uh, when you uh, you know when when you're limiting that that sweeper interaction, um, that's uh, you know that that could end up being something that if you don't adjust well, um, there's the potential to to make more mistakes. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if that's in play, how well do teams adjust uh, to that kind of scenario. Mike, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. Stay safe, and uh, hopefully we see you on the ice soon. I also I'll cross my fingers and just uh, yeah, just hope uh, one way or another we're we're gonna get through this. We just have to 
stay patient. Let's just get into it now with our uh, next guest who is locked in a hotel room in Red Deer. He is Cole Perfetti, Winnipeg Jets prospect. Cole, what day is this now of your quarantine? Um, I think it is 10. We got three days after, so after tomorrow it'll be three days left, so yeah, 10. Okay, the, can you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, we're almost there. It's almost done, thank God. Um, it's been, it hasn't been as bad as you know everyone thinks or I thought it was going to be, but um, I, I'm, I'm definitely glad we're on the tail end of it here. So for those who don't know, we had a couple positive tests inside the uh, Team Canada World Junior Selection Camp, and everybody had to quarantine for 14 days, and everybody is on their own in their own hotel room. Is that right? Yep, correct. All of us uh, in self-isolation in our own rooms, and um, you know, been like that for the last 10 days. We got a couple more to go, and and then you know, we'll be released back into the so-called bubble, and and we'll be continuing with camp. How stale is the air in your room right now? Um, yeah, it's uh, it definitely. I I could use some fresh air. Um, you know, the windows don't you know crack open in in my room and in any of our rooms, so. Um, fresh air is just something that you know we're lacking right now, but you know, luckily we've been able to get like shipments from from our parents or from anywhere. So uh, my parents sent me like a vaporizer, like a diffuser thing to kind of just freshen up the air and and you know change it up a little bit. So um, that's definitely helped with the the staleness and and you know just been able to breathe a little bit better with that. But I'm definitely looking forward to you know when Tuesday rolls around um, and I'll, and I'll be able to get some some fresh air. I imagine you take it for granted the ability to just step outside and breathe in the air, don't you? Yeah, you never uh, realize how important you know that is, and, and how you know that that uh, you know gift to just step out and be free and and kind of just do it do as you please and, and just you know get a breath of fresh air. You, you take that for granted for sure, and um, you know I've I've come to appreciate that a lot more and. Um, you know, when I step outside on Tuesday, I'm really, really going to take it all in and, and just, I'm, I'm excited for that. So take us through what a typical day now looks like for you, uh, inside your hotel room. Yep. So with Hockey Canada, we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, stuff like that, you know, kind of trying to make a schedule for, for our day to, you know, fill it up and, and, you know, make it seem somewhat normal. So we wake up every morning around 8.30 and, and have breakfast and then, um, at, at 10 a.m., we have, you know, a team Zoom workout, so our strength coach goes on and, and leads that. And obviously, we have limited resources, but we're doing a lot of body weight stuff and, you know, doing stuff to just stay active and, and not just be sitting in our bed or watching TV all day. Um, so we've been doing that every morning at 10 a.m. And then, you know, throughout the day we have lunch and COVID. Every every day we get COVID tested. Um, and then. You know, early afternoon, we either have a yoga class or a spin class. We were given stationary bikes, so we, we have a spin class or, um, you know, team meeting. Um, so we always have something at around 3 to 4-ish in, in that range. And, um, you know, we've just started to do video, um, you know, for how we want to play as a team and stuff like that, ramping up as we're on the, the tail end of, of the quarantine here. So we've been doing that. Um, and then at night we usually have some kind of guest speaker, team bonding, something, something like that. And then after about 7:30, we're we're free to go and um, just hang out. And a lot of the guys brought their PlayStations or Xboxes, so we've been, you know, playing the new Call of Duty together a lot. And and that's kind of been our form of team bonding 
um, and, and hanging out with one another is just playing video games and, and, and talking on the headset and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that kind of is what our day looks like. And, you know, it's very repetitive, but, um, you know, it's been pretty good with what Hockey Canada has been doing to keep us busy. So for the, just clarification, the food and the COVID test, they come to you, they drop it off at the door, and someone comes into your room to do the COVID test? Yeah, so for the food, it's just, yeah, drop off at the at your door, and then they knock, and, and you wait a couple seconds, and then just go grab it and bring it back into your room, and um, that one's pretty straightforward. And for the COVID test, same thing, kind of just knock, and they're not allowed actually to enter the room, so you have to, you know, bring a chair to the edge of your room where the hallway meets, and um, kind of just sit there and you know, luckily they're not doing the nose test. They're doing like a um, a swab of your throat, so it's kind of like a saliva test. Um, so that's it's a little bit easier than the than the nose one, but uh, it's quick and easy, and only lasts about three seconds of your day. So it's it's really quick, and then you know you're free to go from there. Good variety with the food. Yeah, they're doing a they're doing a really good job. You know, catering in food using the hotel. Um, you know, obviously kids aren't going to like everything and people have different taste buds and stuff like that, but I think they're doing a pretty good job of incorporating everything. Like the other day we, we got food from a Mexican restaurant. Um, I think on, on Sunday we're catering in food from a local spot. I'm not sure where it is, but, um, you know, we've had different kinds of pastas and chicken and, and, um, a wide variety of stuff just to kind of accommodate to everyone, make sure that everyone's, you know, not getting bored of it, but also getting things they like. So, They've done a pretty good job with that, and, and, and the food's been good. And, you know, if you don't like anything or you don't eat the meal, um, you know, Uber Eats or room service or stuff like that, we're allowed to use it. You just gotta can't leave your room, so they just bring it up to your, to your hotel room anyways and, and leave it at the front door. So they're, that's accessible and um, something that the guys have been using a little bit too. Talking with Cole Perfetti, Winnipeg Jets prospect, trying to make – world junior team for team canada before the quarantine cole there was obviously a a time where you were able to practice what did you think of the skill level amongst your uh possible teammates and people you're competing with for a spot on the team yeah it's the obviously it's the best of the best for u20 uh across the country and you know that really shows there's guys that have played games in the nhl last year you know kirby doc played a whole season there's guys that were in the bubble a couple months ago and um you know, obviously a lot of great guys, great players that just got drafted this year. And, you know, the the age gap is, is large, but it's also, you know, the the variety of, of skill and, and the wide range of skill. You know, everyone's so talented and, and their compete is so strong. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're top to bottom in the whole camp. Everyone's very, very elite, and it's hard to stand out in a good way. It's, it's hard to make a difference in the camp and, and, and jump off the page just due to the you know, heavy skill and, and, and talent levels of everyone else. So it, it's definitely it's definitely hard, but it, at the same time, it, it's nice to be around this caliber of hockey to push you and, and make you better. And, um, you know, when you play with good guys and, and elite, elite talent like this, you know, it makes you a better player as well. So um, it, it's a lot of fun, and, but it's also really challenging at the same time. So have you been told what the plan is once you're out of quarantine? We have not. Um, we're not 100% sure. Kind of, it's so fluid the, with what we're going to do, and I think it, it's still up in the air a little bit. You know, we got a couple of days left to, to figure that out. But you know, we're not the players. Obviously, aren't in the decision making, and um, you know, we're kind of just going with the flow and and you know, rolling with ever with whatever happens. So um, you know, at the end of the day, whenever 
Tuesday rolls around and, and you know, we're going to be told what to do. We're, I think everyone's just going to be super excited to do it just to get out of our hotel room. So uh, we're not 100% sure yet, but, you know, hopefully we get some clarification soon. Well, because you haven't played a, a real game since March, and then you come in, you get the week, you get a couple scrimmages, and now you're back off the ice again. That's got to feel, for your body at least, it's like, oh, man, we're just getting used to that. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the first game back was definitely, um, you know, a feeling out process, I think. The the first period especially was everyone was kind of trying to get their feet under them, and it was the pace was very high, and, and, and players were, you know, not up to game speed with their their brain and their hands and stuff like that so it was it was a little feeling out in the beginning and then you know by the second game you know people were feeling normal again and 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 the pace was good and and people started making their own plays and and playing really well and then uh, you know having this break it's kind of going to set everyone back to to square one we're going to have to get back into hopefully if we play another scrimmage you know that's going to be another feeling out process getting the feet under us again and and you know try and get to get back to game speed and and then hopefully by you know if we play again you know a couple scrimmages by by the end of those scrimmages we're we're in in game speed but it's definitely a setback and and frustrating you know going from not playing a game to finally getting your games back into you and then you know basically starting from square one again so it was frustrating but uh you know at the end of the day the health of all the players and the staff is is what matters so um you know these two weeks were necessary and and you know so be it Three weeks from tomorrow is when Team Canada plays their first game at the tournament. It seems like it's coming up quick. How do you feel about your chances? As you've got a chance to look around at who your competitors are. How do you feel about your chances of making the team? I mean, it's hard to say. You know, even you know the guys that, that played on the team last year, they're they're obviously the front runners and, and have a really good chance of making this team, if not locks. Um, but other than that, I think the the the, the field is pretty wide open, and, and there's you know the talent is so high and. And there's so many great players from all over that it's definitely going to be a grind and very hard to make this team. Um, you know, I'm hoping that what I did last year, you know, my resume with Hockey Canada and, you know, what I did with Insag in all last season, um, you know, hopefully that jumps out at them and, and, and uh, you know, sticks out to them. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, i got to finish camp strong, and I think I've had a good camp so far. I think I've played really well, and, you know, I'm happy with my game. But, um I just got to continue that, and, and hopefully, like I said, what I did last year will will you know really help, and 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 you know my ability with Hockey Canada, you know will um, you know jump out at them. So that's my hope. But I feel good about it, and you know I feel good about making the team. But at the end of the day, there's so many great players, and you know I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I'm just hoping that whatever I can do the next couple of days um, to get ready for Tuesday when we get back on the ice or whenever it is that that I can do whatever um, to make this team. So. Um, that's my mindset, but I'm not really, you know, thinking too much. I just got to take it day by day and, and uh, you know, do whatever I can to, to stand out. I imagine one of the things you're watching on TV when you can't is other sports, not that there's much, but uh, Sunday, do you have a, an NFL team you cheer for? I don't have an, a certain team, but this season I've really gotten into the NFL. Um, so I watch all the all the games. We actually, since we've been in quarantine, we've done a, we started a survivor pool. Um, and then we started a um, like a twelve, like a ten game parlay, whatever it is, for the Sunday games. And um, you know, whoever gets the most games correct, or you got to get them all correct, and you you get like a reward, like a free Uber Eats meal. So no one won last week, but uh, you know, we're doing it again this week. You got to get all your picks in, and uh, it, you know, just doing something to stay connected to the sports world. But 
I definitely like uh, turning on the TV and, and watching Sunday football for sure. Well, Cole, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. Uh, get through the next couple of days, light at the end of the tunnel, and then good luck once you get back on the ice. Thank you. I appreciate that, and, and thanks for the call tonight. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?